The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should consider obtaining independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hello, my name is Peter Strachan. Welcome to this edition of Stockhead's Rock Talks. Today we're speaking with Jonah Kendrick, who's the Managing Director of Blue Star Helium. Welcome to the podcast, Jonah. Uh, thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. Jonah, Blue Star has made a significant change in its activities over the last six to 12 months. Uh, you've gone looking for helium in the United States. Can you tell us a little bit about this move and why you've moved to, to do this in the United States? Yeah, that's right. So so we're, we're Australia-listed, obviously, focused on helium uh, E&P now in, uh, in North America, specifically looking at discovering and developing new helium supplies. So we've been developing this strategy since 2018. Um, and as you've probably seen, we've recently changed our name to, to Blue Star Helium to reflect the fact that we're now a, now a pure play. Um, the background of it is we, we were an, an oil and gas or an energy company um, and we and we uh, were developing a, a helium strategy on the side as a as a um, uh, a bit of a hedge to the to the oil price uh, and the more we looked into it and the more we developed the helium strategy the more value we saw in it, the prospectivity that we saw in North America was excellent and the uh, the margins and the leverage and so on were so much better than what we were seeing in oil and so we moved to to uh, helium exclusively yeah it's uh, it's an interesting thing because i'm sure the uh, the listeners uh, stockhead listeners would not have heard a lot about helium uh, there was a little bit of a flurry here in australia a few years ago when people were talking about helium in the amadeus basin um, mm-hmm. there's a little bit i think extracted from uh, alongside the gas that comes in from the Bundan uh, Bayou project in uh, Darwin, uh, but certainly it's a valuable uh, gas. Can you just run us through the, the sort of industrial uses for helium and, and, and what the, the sort of new technology applications might be? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, as you know, helium, everybody knows that helium is used in, in balloons and for making your voice funny. Um, but beyond this relatively minor use in the scheme of things, it's a, it's a high-value industrial gas that's in great demand. It's unique in its supercooling, specifically its supercooling ability, um, which makes it a crucial component in a range of medical devices and other high-tech applications. And it's a, um, a component that can't be substituted out for anything else. Uh, one of its biggest uses specifically is in MRI scanning machines, which makes up about a, a fifth to a quarter of its global use. Um, but it's also used for cooling the big cloud-based internet servers in the manufacture of fibre optics and computer hard drives, as well as high-level science and, and even space exploration and rocketry. Uh, and, and all of those things that I just mentioned are likely to continue to be growth areas. Yeah, so it's a noble gas and it's uh, mm-hmm. stable up to very high temperatures, so it has lots of applications in that area. Yeah, correct, correct. So what's the current status of the helium market? It's a high-value gas, but just um, I guess it's a bit opaque as to, the, to the general punter to know just what it's worth. 
Yeah, well, that's that's right. So just a, just a bit of a background to the market. So the, the USA is the centre of the global helium supply chain. It's both the, the dominant supplier and also the biggest user of helium globally. And so that's why we're initially focused in the, in the US to take advantage of that scale. Um, for some time, and, and pre-COVID-19, there's been a, a critical global shortfall of about 10 to 15% in, uh, in helium supply. And, and we expect that this supply gap will continue to persist in the medium term as, as existing suppliers decline naturally and demand in the, in the health and high sector, high tech sectors continue to grow. Um, most wholesale helium from producers is sold under long-term contracts, um, mostly to the industri- big industrial gas companies, although there is a small market developing with direct sales to end users as well. Um, as you said, pricing is uh, quite opaque as sales are, are all sort of business to business and considered highly confidential rather than it being a, a publicly traded community um, commodity like oil. But just to get you in the ballpark of, of pricing, the, the last public and competitively priced helium was the final auction from the US government's strategic reserve. Um, and the average auction price there was uh, US in US dollars, $280 per MCF, um, which compares extremely favourably, obviously, to natural gas. Um, anecdotally also, in terms of the spot market, we've seen been seeing significantly higher prices than, than even that, up to around $1,000 an MCF or so. Yeah, $1,000 per 1,000 cubic feet of gas as opposed to $2.65 or something for, uh, for methane. I think that helium's looking like a pretty high-value product. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. It's, um, it's quite an exciting uh, market to be, to be in, honestly. And uh, as you say, the, uh, the supply of helium is usually extracted as a minor sort of byproduct from, uh, from natural gas. And if natural gas supply is uh, falling because of the uh, current low prices for gas and oil, then the, uh, the, you know, the extraction for helium is likely to also suffer. Yeah, that's right, because it, it's, uh, as you say, it's a byproduct and, and not produced um, on its own merits. Uh, I guess in all in all except a handful of cases, and so the the large LNG glut um, that we're seeing at the moment as a result of COVID nineteen, as well as your sort of your natural decline of these larger gas fields, um, is seeing a, a consequential decline in the the availability of helium from those places as well. Um, so just to just to give you the, the context of of scale for those things, generally. Uh, helium comes from, as you say, large gas fields where the concentration of helium might be 0.05 to, to, to 0.1% uh, of the total gas stream. And what, what we're looking at is, is uh, pure helium plays without hydrocarbons um, and therefore undiluted helium concentrations more in the range of, of sort of 8% uh, of the total gas stream or so. So you've uh, moved into Colorado, and I've noticed over the last few months, every every couple of weeks, there's another new uh, leasing arrangement. So you've now got <laughs> nearly sixty five thousand net acres on your books, and uh, you, you're going out to to start to uh, to drill a couple of holes and to see if you can uh, find a, a new reservoir to supply helium to the market. 
Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, so we've got quite a substantial land position there of, of uh, about 120,000 gross acres. Um, 15,000 of those acres are over our, our current front-running prospect, which is called Enterprise, which is not too far from the historical helium production in the area from Model Dome. And you've done uh, some soil sampling, which shows great promise, and you've had some consultants looking at the the uh, gravity uh, t- geotechnics or the, the geophysics uh, of the area as well, looking for potential uh, um, traps and, and uh, a place to, to drill. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's right. So we're targeting a play type in the area which has been proven by, which has been proven up by the model dome helium production back from pre-World War II days. Um, and we've confirmed that that play fairway extends across our Enterprise and Galileo prospects and a, and a number of others. Um, so there's petrophysical analysis that we've done in combination with the regional soil gas sampling that you referred to um, that we did last year, which has proven those, those various play elements of, of helium charge, uh, high-quality reservoir across the area and the presence of a, of a really good top seal across the flat play fairway as well. Um, so although the – and now the play type is proven, uh, but, of course, each individual prospect still has its own independent trap risk. Um, our executive director, Trent Spry, is, is one of the, the best geologists I've worked with over the last 25 years or so, and, and he's done a lot of work on – on this aspect with his own geological modelling. Um, the tectonic history of the area is well understood and, and so on. And and in support of that, we've we fully reprocessed the, the gravity and magnetic data, uh, incorporated this offset well data and, and mapped the, the significant horizons there to build up the understanding of each prospect structure. So the available data here has really been taken to its limit <laughs> and we've got good confidence in the in the prospects that we're putting forward. So the targets, I understand, are quite shallow, uh, Jonah, to drill. Yes, that's right. So that twelve hundred feet or, or four hundred or so meters, so quite quite shallow, quite easy to drill, uh, quite low cost drilling, uh, around three hundred thousand dollars or so US for for dry hole costs. So so reasonably. Uh, low cost in in comparison to to other wells that people might be seeing. And you've had uh, consultants looking at uh, the target size there, and how's that uh, playing out? Have they come up with anything that looks uh, attractive on on, the, on a size, or have they looked at all of your prospects, or just one so far? So we asked them to look at two of our prospects: There's the the Enterprise prospect and and its neighbour Galileo, which are. Uh, quite close into model diamond and, and they've certified for us uh, three BCF of prospective helium resource. Um, so that gets us quite excited about those two prospects and we're really looking forward to, to drilling um, over those. Uh, and as, as you know, Peter, it's quite important at this stage to have a have an independent check on the on the volumetrics. And so the guys that we got to do this are called MHA. It's for all out of out of Denver in Colorado. Uh, they're highly reputable reserves auditor, and they've got significant experience in both helium and as well as our geological setting, which was which was quite important to us. So I was quite happy to see that that both we and they had quite similar interpretations. 
Yeah, well, that's that's a good that's a good start to have a a, a prospective a resource, a target there that you can go out and uh, when you if you drill it and it comes in as expected, then that'll be a contingent resource then that you can look to put some numbers around uh, financially. Um, tell me uh, the, the model dome project itself, which is about five miles away, I understand. The wells there flowed at something like half a million cubic feet a day up to a million cubic feet a day, or was that the whole field or was that individual wells? Yeah, no, that was uh, initial rates from individual wells. So so that's quite a, quite a good uh, production rate. Um, for these for these types of wells and and we you know we're seeing similar similar reservoir quality uh, over our prospects and um, or you know extending throughout the play fairway indeed and and um, we'd be expecting initial rates in that in that sort of range as well and and Sproul, uh happily agreed with us on that. Yeah, so at only four hundred meters deep, that's a almost like a shallow. Colson gas well that you might drill in the Surat or Bowen Basin here in Australia, and those some of those are twice as deep as that. But at 400 metres, you don't get a hell of a lot of pressure. Um, so I think the uh, but you also get high permeabilities and porosities and on shallow sediments. So that should support a good flow rate should helium be found in those targets. Yeah, that's right. So we've we've got um, petrophysical log analysis from around that gives us uh, a good, in, really good indication of the porosity and the permeability that we should be expecting. So permeability is uh, somewhere around uh, 100, an average of 150 millidarcies from from the core. Um, the the gas itself is obviously dry gas. You've got no problems like you might have with methane of liquid dropout and so on. The viscosity is quite low, and so that imp- again Im- improves your productivity for for any given reservoir as well. Um, and of course, we we can we can look at what wells in the area have actually physically delivered in the past, which gives us a lot of confidence in our estimates. And how does the the product get sold? Would you need to build a compressor uh, facility on on site and and just bottle the uh, the, the uh, gas up and and truck it out to customers? Or how does that work? Yeah, so we're looking at uh, a modular development concept at surface um, using a what's called a pressure swing absorption plant. So it basically takes the the raw gas and concentrates the helium up to sort of 98, 99% concentration and compresses it in uh, for delivery to a buyer. So the buyer would arrive at the plant gate with a tube trailer of which there's whole suites in the in the US. Uh, we would load the compressed helium into the tube trailer and and they would chuck it away. Sure. And so uh, with that, uh, you're about to approach the surface of the earth with a, a drill bit. Uh, what's the financial strategy for the company through 2020? Yeah, well, we got, we've got a pretty big year in 2020. So um, we just talked about the prospective resource estimates for, for two of the prospects. And the, the key next steps there are, as you say, we need to prove the concept uh, by drilling, which is reasonably low cost, 300000 uh, odd US for, for any particular well. Um, and obviously key next steps are also to secure offtake arrangements to lock the helium helium price in. Uh, in terms of um, the, the financial strategy there, we, we don't currently have sufficient funds 
uh, in the bank to to run that drilling program at the, at the present time. So the, the couple of options that we have in front of us are, are either to to raise equity to do that, uh, or to partner um, with uh, with someone to to help us with those costs, or a combination of the two. Um, so we'll, we'll just see how that plays out over the next several months. You would have uh, thought that a an industry participant, perhaps a downstream uh, off-taker, might be uh, keen to participate in such a venture, although it would be moving upstream for them. Yeah, well, we you know we we think it's quite a an attractive investment proposition. Of course, not only for us but also for uh, people like such as you mentioned, or people looking to diversify from a from an oil and gas portfolio. Yes, indeed. And uh, so, Joanna, just finally, uh, what other assets does the company have in its portfolio beyond the the helium focus? Well, so we're we're pure play helium. So Enterprise and Galileo are our first two prospects that we've sort of got the the prospective resources around presently. Uh, In addition to those two prospects, we've got more than 100,000 additional gross acres over other prospects and leads in the Las Animas model dome area. Um, And some of those leases also contain positive helium results from the regional soil gas survey we did last year. So as we work through uh, towards the drilling program at at Enterprise, we'll also be working to consolidate leasing over these other prospects and leads in uh, in the current year to get them ready to drill uh, as well. So success at um, at this uh, enterprise project would lead to additional development drilling on that project and potentially exploration drilling on Galileo and these other prospects which uh, Trent is now uh, working up for you. Yeah, yeah, correct. That would that would get us even more excited uh, about some of these other prospects. That's right. Yeah. Well, Joanna, it's been fascinating to run through the whole uh, helium story and. Uh, it's a, you know, a lot of interesting medical and uh, industrial applications for a very high value gas, which uh, puts, uh, especially at the moment with the price of natural gas in the United States down below three dollars a thousand cubic feet, um, you know, finding even small accumulations of helium uh, looks to be a much better prospect for your shareholders. So. I wish you luck on that and uh, thank you for coming in and talking to us here at Stockhead today. Absolutely, Peter. Thanks for having me.